And we back Welcome back to A Shot of Sports This is a podcast you remember it, Ronnie? I don't All remember right, it, Alright, let Drake. me see if I remember This is a podcast that guys rather talk about sports than sex Ah, there it goes <laughs> Alright, Ronnie, we back in it, bro I had to cut that off Get straight to the point Back by popular demand Man, listen, people been blowing me up left and right What's going on? I mean, do this show even exist anymore? And you know what? You know what? I tell him the same thing every time. I say it's Runny fault. You know, it's it's Runny. Runny don't show up. He's he's dodging me. You know, I I got the you know hitting up Runny is like hitting up Batman. You know, we got to put out a signal. You know what I'm saying? I I can get Trump on the line before I get Runny, and that's real talk. Uh, with recent news out there, I don't know if you want to be getting Trump on the line. (laughs) (laughs) It was going off his phone calls out there in the Mm. media, but. I'll take the blame. I mean, you know, it's all if, if it helps. Listen, listen, if it helps, I'll listen, take the blame. I'll take it for the listen, team. You know what I mean, bro, bro, it don't, it's don't all cost, love. Don't cost me nothing to take the blame. No, no, nah, hey, I'm cool with that because I'm quick to throw it off of me. So I'll tell you that right now. I ain't <laughs> we know. I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, um, it feels good. You know, it's 2021. Um, I hate you know. Sometimes we got a timestamp. You know what we're doing, and mm-hmm. right now, you know, I'm not going to say this is our New Year's edition, but. Unofficially, it's our New Year's edition. So this is our first time jumping back in the booth. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, since uh, since the ball dropped. I mean, it was a little bit. Did you watch the ball drop at, no. in Times Square? No. It was. Um, I don't usually do. Okay. I mean, well, I'm not going to say it's a tradition, but however, like in the midst of everything that everyone's doing for like the lot, like when we say, okay, hey, we got, you know, I don't know, five minutes left before the ball, you know, before midnight or. Two minutes before midnight, turn it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think what is on NBC or something like that. Something like something that. like that. So we cut it on, and this time we actually sat through and watched a few uh, live performance. Mm. It looked like it's pre-recorded, but they say it's live. So oh. I mean, we take it for what it is, but it 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 was different. It was, nice. it was nice. It was organized. It was definitely um, you could still see the impact of COVID. Yeah, because instead of having everybody just run wild on uh, Times Square. It was pretty much um, like people had their own booth. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. You know how you have those special luxury seats in the Dolphin Stadium? Yeah. Like, it was like that. It was like, yeah, okay, like, like okay. And, and and it seemed like the the, the people that was able to uh, book those seats mm-hmm. were, like, first responders and, you know, people that, you know, been on the front line. Oh, that's what's up. No, I thought that was pretty yeah, dope. That's awesome. That was pretty dope. It wasn't, like, no regular civilians, um, and I don't mean to say people regular or whatever jobs they do, but yeah, you get my point. It saying. was somebody that actually was uh, making a deserving. difference, deserving, yeah. that worked crazy hours to make sure that, you know, people, that, like our loved ones were, that yeah. were affected by COVID, mm-hmm. um, they was on the front lines, and they was blessed with those tickets. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. I, um... I would say that I will say that uh this year for New Year's I stepped outside um at the stroke of midnight and there was a lot of fireworks, man. It was beautiful. It's like, crazy as you say that. We did the same thing. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was like just nonstop. Mm-hmm. I was actually I wasn't too far from me. I was over mm-hmm. here at my lady's place mm-hmm. and and we stepped outside and it was like a music video, bro. We was in the middle of the street, you know, yeah. doing the whole, you know, dancing and kissing in the middle of the street uh-huh. while the fireworks 
went off and you know cats scurrying underneath the cars and all that's, that stuff that's crazy bro that, that's uh, you, you but, being really uh yeah, depictive on that yeah, one i like that it was really nice man it was a really nice moment um just uh very thankful for another year oh for and, sure uh, hopefully this year's uh better than the last I'm gonna be honest, Ronnie, and I'm sure you agree with me. Maybe you, maybe you not. I know for the most part, you and I stayed in touch, but were you really affected by COVID? I mean, I mean, like far as like um, the the, the temperature outside. I mean, like how everything moved. Did it really impact you financially, mentally, and all that stuff like that? You know what I mean? Um, no, not really. Uh, so was it really a bad year? I know you saying that for the whole like we jumped yeah. off, but you got to keep it real on here. Was it a bad year for you? It was a it was a bad year because um, my um, you know uh, business ventures outside of my normal nine to five, I think took a hit. Okay, okay, I can see um, that. I can see that. Now that you know, I'm, I'm grateful. <clears throat> I'm grateful for everything, but I think if not for COVID. Uh, 2020 would have been a lot better. And oh and, no, most definitely, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, also, uh, you know, is everybody? I think everybody is affected by COVID. Yeah, I was affected by COVID because, you know, there's a lot of things that you know I I would have liked to do that mm-hmm. I, I did not do because mm-hmm. of COVID. You know, um, I've you know I've been working from home. Yes. Uh, for the most part, and. You know, being away from people and being isolated, it has its effects, you know. I've, I feel like, um, you know, it, for for some, for me, uh, it, I, I kind of developed, like, some type of social anxiety. Like, it felt different as when I was, like, when I went back into Damn, the office. Damn, really? Really? Yeah, was yeah. it that? Really? Yeah. Okay. I was so right, used this is, to. This is the first time you're hearing this. So yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, yeah, I was I was um, so used to being home and communicating with you know my colleagues and stuff over email or yeah. or Zoom calls or whatever. That when I was back in the office and we're like face to face, I'm like if something felt different, like it was like it felt foreign almost. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that dealt with that. You know, um, but but yeah, COVID has been has been. It's, it's been tough, man. Um, it's been real tough uh, on everybody, you know, all over for the world. For sure, for sure. So, um, I, I, I'm trying to think for myself, like, was it, because, you know, I was out there. You know, my, my line of work had mm-hmm. me in the midst of all of it. I, what, yeah. what they call it? Um, what they, what they you call on the front lines? Not, not just, the, they call it front lines, but also they call it, um, like, like, like you, the worker. They, it's the a, first responders? No, not first responder, bro. What? Customer service? All right, you tripping right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, I forgot what it, it slipped my mind. But basically, is is it's like a word for like saying like, hey, you're you're um like you're a necessary like you have like your job is necessary for oh, you. Oh, essential, to, essential worker. There you yeah, go. There thank you, go. thank essential. you. Finally, you got it, bro. You, this is why you here. You're yeah, supposed to what, help me what, out, this, and this you, you, you dropping the ball. You're a little rusty, but we early in the show. Hopefully, hopefully you don't mess up like yeah, that. Again. I got you. <laughs> hopefully, I don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's hey. Come on, now. we we need each other, bro. You know uh, what, Jordan and Pimpin, baby. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, but no, I would say since I was out there, um. um Job is definitely a customer uh, base, you know, being in front, mm-hmm. seeing people every day, touching people, like, far as, like, you know, uh, 
like have to verbally, you know, communicate with people on the mm-hmm. daily. Yeah. Um, seeing people, it really didn't. I, I really didn't see the effect of it, except for obviously, you know, we like to travel. But yeah. I just like coming from a place of like somewhat, you know, yeah, privilege a little bit that we like mm-hmm. bitter that we can't travel outside yeah. of the states because you have to quarantine when you're there and then quarantine yeah. when you come back. But outside of that, I mean, it, it, I know it's there and I know the impact. I've seen it. Um, near family members, close family members, uh, fan, uh, uh, close friends, you know, were affected where they, you know, you know, I guess caught COVID. Um, or, you know, know some, know someone that knows someone and just in mm-hmm. passing, you know what yeah. I mean? So I, I felt that effect of that, um, I guess I had a little bit anxiety when it came to that, when I'm hit, when I'm you know, getting calls, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, yeah. I, just letting you know, I tested for COVID positive and, you know, maybe you need to go and take the family. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. But outside of that though, for the most part, bro, it was, it was, it was solid. I would say the only thing that was down, cause this is a sports show. Mm-hmm. I know. Talking the first ten minutes, you probably wouldn't know that. But I but mean, it's been a while. Since it's been, been a while, on, bro. On, we, you know, we say well, it's it's our show, so we yeah. do what we want to do. But I mean, like as uh, far as sports goes, looking looking back at it, I would say it was a, definitely a down year. Even though the bubble was interesting, our Miami Heat was was keeping us alive. You know, keeping the energy in the in the city yeah. in the state. <clears throat> excuse me, going. But at the same time, it was it, it just felt awkward. I don't think I felt that in the NFL. NFL was, even though we had COVID pop up, it just seemed like the season went by pretty fast. I don't know about you. The NFL, yeah. Um, with the NFL, it felt, sometimes you forget that there's COVID unless you were playing fantasy football and your Correct. star player ended up on the COVID reserve list. Correct. Um, but for the most part, like, I didn't even realize that a lot of these games didn't have any fans. Mm-hmm. And you forget that because they have the audio, like, the they're piping in the crowd noise and, and whatever. I don't think that affected the, the players at all. I think it was no. a little bit of gripe or a little bit of complaint going into the season saying, like, how are we going to play without fans? The fans so impactful. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think they are. You know, we both I play sports. I think they sports. play a bigger part in basketball than they do in football. Bro, we're watching a game right now. These dudes... Like I said, they're professionals. Yeah. At the end of the day, they want to they want to compete. Mm-hmm. At the end of the, of the day, they want that chip. You know, yeah. they want that ring. Um, we got LeBron on the screen right now, just throwing away the ball. But you get my point. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like these dudes are out there. That I mean, yes, it'll be, and, and, it will be nice. That brings me to my next my my, my, my something I want to talk okay, about. Can I can I can, All right, go ahead, can I put a pin in? No, no, not that I want to finish, but uh-huh. I forgot something. What's that? Lacour of the week. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Let's get into that. Oh, for sure, man. Because you know that's my favorite uh, segment, and that segment is liqueur of the week. Yeah. And this week we have a special, special liqueur or cocktail that I kind of brought out for us. Um, that is Hibiki, and I want to just say a shout out to my boy Gio uh, for Secret Santa. He was able to, um, he, you know, thankfully he yeah. selected me. And Gio being, you know, the came, alcoholic. Came, <laughs> that Gio he, came through in the clutch. He came through in the clutch. And I, uh-huh. and I just knew I, in my head when I put it out there in a group, because we had like a Secret Santa uh, WhatsApp group yeah. chat. And I, when I put it out there, I was like, yo, only person that's going to, that gets me, that's going to get me on this gift is going to be Gio. Yeah. And I was like, because, you know, this dude loved the drink. 
I, I think he worked for I, I don't know the name the uh, brown browns uh, it like was a beer, distributor, beer distributor yeah it's a yeah. beer dis, uh, distribution over here in, in West Palm so that's one hell of a job that is and he loves it and that yeah. dude man I'm telling you when I say he's passionate and I don't mean to throw out the word alcoholic like that and, and say that about nah, him but but, but that boy loved to indulge himself in some uh, he some, knows some, good, some adult he knows beverages. how to have a good time he knows how to have a good time and I <laughs> yeah. you know man you know hold on give me one second I just want to just do it right for him so. A round of applause to Gio for that, man. That man came through with the Japanese whiskey, Hibiki. And it's so, so smooth. Man, tell me about it. So, what I, I just mixed up real quick, something very simple, some some uh, sour mix, the whiskey, keep it simple, and it came up with, obviously, a whiskey sour. Mm-hmm. So, let's take a sip to that, toast to that, and then we're going to take the Hibiki straight up because that is an expensive bottle. Yeah, we got to take it straight up. Do us justice. Goes down like water, man. I'm telling you, man. It's <laughs> it's, it's different. It's smooth, yeah. and I love whiskey that's smooth. Um, can we can we take a sh- uh, swig of the shot? Yeah, yeah. Because that's cool. the biggie straight up. I mean, the people, unfortunately, they're not here, and unfortunately, we don't have video for this content. But mm-hmm. let's take we a work shot. something out oh, in no, the we future. Can, oh no, for sure. It's good stuff. You know what? Go ahead. Usually I wait for that that sting, you know that sting that pits. It feels like it's pitting uh, it feels like it's pitting uh, some hair on your chest. Yes, but it doesn't have that. I'm gonna take a, a, I'm take a little. So I'm gonna see if it got it. I'm just gonna. I don't know about you. If I'm I'm hardened. Then again, I'm I'm a hardened y- young man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel a burn like you said. Yeah, I didn't think there was a burn, but I could definitely taste it. I mean, that's different. That's really That's different I, because I, I put you on the Virginia Black. Mm-hmm. I can't find that anywhere right now. No, Virgin, I can't find it. I mean, a lot of people was like, oh, every time I post Virginia Black, they keep asking me. And for those who don't know, Virginia Black is a whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like a Canadian whiskey, but it's not. Mm. I forgot where it's at, but I don't think it's from Virginia, but whatever. Um, Virginia Black is maybe the smoothest whiskey that I pretty much came across. And I came across it. By mistake, I looked at it. I said, "Hey, that looks like the Drake drink." Because I know Drake was like sponsoring and mm-hmm. you know pushing it and everything like that. And the guy was like, "Hey, you want?" It? You know, he poured up a, us a glass, and it was for free. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, I never had somebody just give me a drink for free. Yeah. So we tried it out. Obviously, we tipped them well, but that was a smooth one. This is pretty smooth. This is. This really is. Smooth. This I think is this might smooth. be smoother, bro. You think so? Then Virginia Black. Dude, this is Bro, I'm smooth. about to go online and like order a couple of I might have to try the Virginia Black again, but this is like, wow. You like, like this? Yeah, this is smooth, super smooth. I might give you a bottle, Ronnie. I might you give might you a have bottle. to. That's a $90 dude. bottle, bro. Hey, it's worth every penny, man. Like You know, I give you some nice bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, what, you, what I did, the Dose up. one time, yeah, the Dose. VSOP, you and I, we, we bust that yeah. down for a little bit. It took me a year to finish that Dose, but. I don't think I ever had any of it. No, you didn't. Did you? <laughs> no, that was literally oh, yeah. take a shot. It took to... over a year for me to finish that bottle. Did you like it? It was delicious. Now that was cognac, though. Just to yeah. switch it up, just to let our that audience that know. Yak. That's that yak. <laughs> well, let's wrap that up. That was the liqueur of the week. Yeah. That was definitely fun. We're going to be sipping on this uh, Hibiki Japanese whiskey for the rest of the show. All right. So what I was saying is, we we're just talking about you know COVID and everything. You know, that these uh, athletes had to, 
uh, overcome and all the work they had to put in mm. to make it to the end of the season. And I say that because I'm, I'm, I'm setting, I'm kind of setting Dre up here right now. <laughs> I got, I, well, I got something you in my head. But it, well, I think so. All right. So, if you go in the place that I think you're going, then I don't, I don't think know, you. I don't, I don't think know you you're going like where we going. Right? I don't think. You, I don't think you're going where I, my mind is going. Just to be honest with you, hey, right. for, for the audience, just to know, usually. Be like just so they know about this show, how it sounds so off the wall and everywhere, right? It's non, it's not scripted. It's pretty much improv right now. Yeah, we usually have something written down with outlines. Today we don't. So go ahead, Ronnie. I just yeah. wanted to say that Complete, completely freestyle. Yes. So, I'm what I'm getting at is that these athletes in the year of the pandemic, they have to follow strict policies. I think they you're going to, where I'm going. They have to, you know, <laughs> test before practice, after practice, before games, after games. They can't they have to social distance. They can't participate in family events or, you know, they have to take extra precaution in order to save the season. In order for the greater good of the league, they have to take precautions they can't make they can't have birthday parties they can't have weddings they can't do these these things that you know we would normally participate in a normal year and they're doing it why for the love of the game because that's the priority right the game okay okay these are grown men and they're the masters of their craft and they they put in a lot of work for what they do because they love it and it's all to win. At, at the end of the day, no matter what game you're playing, the objective is to win the game. No, 100%. So, 100%. I say that because, Dre, your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this now? <laughs> I didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. You took a turn. I got yeah. something else that I, I got working on over here. But go ahead. Continue. Continue. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the la- in week seventeen, I see you of the of the NFL season. Not just week seventeen, but the very last game of the mm-hmm. NFL season. All mm-hmm. the work that these players have put into this season to make it to right. that game. Right. Whether whether you're going to make it to the playoffs or not, you're on the field for a reason. I, I get it. The, the the Philadelphia fan, if they win that game against the Washington Redskins, or I'm, I'm sorry. The Washington football team. Yes. Then, you know, they I think they get the ninth pick in the draft. Correct. They lose the game. They they get the seventh, right? Is six. It six. All right. So it's a matter of three picks. Yes. Or whatever the case might be. Yes. But how do you look a grown man in his eyes, a man that is pit everything in to this game and tell him, Oh, we gotta we're not gonna try as hard. Oh, right? okay. So, so pass me the rock on this one. Right, I got you. <laughs> so you basically, you be, okay. You asked me a question, right? Now, you know, I can give you the the once upon a time I was the player, Dre, or I can give you once upon a time I had a dream to be an executive in the front office of a major college or NFL team, Dre. Because if if I'm gonna be the major exec right now, I, it ain't your damn business. Yeah. All right. This is this this is above you. This is above your pay grade. This is this is hey, take it for what it is. Thank you for working hard. Um and if I like you, I'm going to see you next year. You get what I'm saying? This is what this is. So for me to say sit from my executive seat in my 
warm and comfy seat up here in the high rises looking down on the field. I'm going to say, hey, Coach Peterson, all right, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to make hey, – you need to do whatever you do, do that, okay? But keeping the mindset that we really don't need to win this game. It doesn't mean anything, all right? What they said, um, there's no uh, – there's no moral victory and losses. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. You know, I know some people say there are some moral victories and losses, but then it depends on who you talk to. They say, nah, this is it's either you win or you lose, okay? And right now, I'm going to be honest, I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan. We're literally taking this in my man cave right now, right? We're doing this. right. What, what's, what's that on the 50-yard line? I'm standing line, on some Eagles uh, paraphernalia right now. Yes. This is, <laughs> this is, this is Eagles carpet, bro. That, all right. That we rolled out. All right. You're, right now, your, your, your left I'm foot is on, is on the Eagles end zone. We have the Eagles logo in the middle of the field. So I'm an Eagle fan through and through, right? The mm. bad, the good, the ugly. I said it all wrong, but you get what I'm saying? The good, yeah, the I bad, the ugly. But my whole point is, as a fan, me, I get it. Everybody was griping on the, the integrity of the game. We've, we've seen this every year, Ronnie. We've seen but this every I mean, year. The uh, only it's, reason why it's in the, in the forefront is because my team is, is already in the, in the abysmal with the, the starting quarterback that we paid a million $100 million to. We have a new kid, Jalen Hurts, that was just pulled because he just scored two touchdowns to kind of put us back in the game. It, it don't matter. All of it doesn't matter. But you know what matters? To me. And I hate to sound like Ebenezer Scrooge, a humbuck, or the, the Grinch, you know, that stole Christmas. But, Ronnie, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so glad we lost that damn game. <laughs> I'm so happy that we have the sixth pick because the sixth pick could give us a Patrick Sertain Jr., who could be a franchise or a cornerstone corner for a shutdown, lockdown corner, a la Rivas Island, for the next eight to ten years. We don't know that. Or we can get a big-time linebacker out of the kid in Penn State who sat out this year because of COVID. I forgot the kid's name, but you get my point. We can get a franchise-changing player, someone that can that, that embodies the organization. Do you understand what I'm saying, Ronnie? We haven't picked – Howie Roseman is our GM. We have not – he have not picked a pro bowler through the draft yet. And I think he's been with the, the team over eight years. Do you know how bad that is, Ronnie? I understand. I, and I get it. The sixth pick don't guarantee a pro bowler, but a damn show sound a lot better than the ninth pick. Um, you know, but at <laughs> what cost, Dre? What do you mean? What, what, you know you, what that cost you? What that cost me, Ronnie? Oh, it didn't cost you a dime. Not a damn thing. But it cost Mr. Doug Pedersen, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Locker room. No, he didn't. Possibly, no, it, didn't. it cost him a locker room. No, it didn't. He run. had his star running back. Running, you just today. That. Just today, his star running back came out and saying we was all confused. We didn't understand that they were. There's reports of defensive players being having to be held back during the game on the sideline. You say star running back? Oh, Miles Sanders now. Oh, okay. Oh, how the turntables have turned. Right? <laughs> I, I, I have not said Miles Sanders oh, is, okay. a, is a, is a, is a star know. or not a star, but Miles Sanders that's a, a conversation was, we know, can have on a different it, day. Miles Sanders was the second coming to Saquon Barkley. Like, I never you know, said that. Last, time, last oh, time I checked. Oh, like, you, you know, never right. heard me say but, no mess like you that. You know, he, he speaks out against the organization now. He just he – just, He's just cannon fodder, right? All Listen, right. this is the same but, guy that only played, like, what, seven games this season? 
You okay. was running around hurt. Like what? 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 What they say? The best ability is abil- is the availability. Okay. He was not available for like most of the games of the season. So little man, sit down. Like no, nah, he and I hate to be recorded on this because I love him and I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have had a little bit of we got little it bit on more tape, than ladies little and bit gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I want you. I want. I want you to understand that I'm a fan because of the name on the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey. Okay, I got you. You know when the Vicks, the Wentz. The McNabs, the the Sanders, whoever walked I, I, in there, I love him. I cheer for him. The Owens, bro, come on, bro. I the Owens, bro. I personally think that it was weak for him to pull for Doug Patterson to pull uh, um, Jalen. Really, Harris. Miami Dolphins tank for Tua. No, that's a difference. See now, let, hold on. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let, now let me let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> Oh, so I think I think no 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 wait 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 let me let me add context. I think it was weak because the game it was a three point game. The game was it was competitive. It was it was a competitive game. The Eagles could have won that game if they were losing. It don't make a difference. If they were if they were losing by a lot, okay, I get it. If, even if they were winning by a lot, okay, I get it. Running, but. To do that, I mean, I don't know. I right. just, I just think it's weak. That don't, sauce, that don't, man. That, that's being hypocritical, bro. You can't say, oh, you you can win this game, you can lose this game because you're losing, but you need to win this game because you're only three points down. Now, that don't make something. no damn sense. If the Miami tanking, Dolphins did not tank for two. First off, the Miami Dolphins that was that so, was so a you, media. No, no, let's stop. Was, let me st- let me stop. Okay, I, okay, okay. You might have correct me on taking for two. I I can't tell you what's in there, what the work. I, I'm not in there, right? I'm not a beat writer. I'm not down there, so I'll take your word for that. But I'm gonna throw it at you and say, and I challenge you to sit here and tell me with a bold face that the Miami Dolphins and the history of the Miami Dolphins. Let's just say the last ten years where you guys, you know, was or hell, how many years you was in the shadow. Of Tom Brady, more than 10 years. Obviously, what, 20, how many years Tom Brady? <laughs> Whatever. You get my point. Those 20-odd years, he was throwing the ball for New England, winning all those Super Bowls. You trying to tell me it hasn't been one season where you looked at it and say, oh, yeah, my team is trying to tank right now. No. Nope. Can we go on? I want to, I want to switch it up. because I can't, And that's I can't, what's I can't, bad. I can't deal with And you, to bro. be honest with you, that's what's bad. Is that we've had some really bad. Now this is a Miami Dolphins team that experienced a one in fifteen season, oh my and I can't God. sit here and tell you that we were tanking. We weren't trying to lose. We were God. we were just completely incompetent. Okay, that's listen, all that was. Listen, to what I'm saying: the players on the field is never trying to tank. I want. I'm going to repeat that. I'm talking the about players, not just say, the players. No, no, coaching no, no, no. all around. The players on the field are not trying to tank. No, right? I'm not, they were not. So trying you're trying to, tank. to tell me you've never seen your organization have no a healthy scratch. You know or, why? Or, or, or no. you know this person no. you know caught something Mm-mm. or you know they never. slipped and fell in the bathtub nope. and now never. the hip bone is out Mm-mm. of. No, I'm, I'm good. We never we, every season. I'll tell you why. Because what that's that's what adds to the frustration. Because every season. Every offseason, we out here spending big money bringing in these big money free agents that don't pan out to do anything. We're, every offseason, we're trying to do something to, to beat the Patriots. Every offseason, whether it's signing Mike Wallace to uh, a $60 million contract or giving or making Ndamukong Sue the highest paid defensive play, player in the, in the league, we're always trying to win. The one time that we did have questions of tanking was last season when we started off just abysmal under Brian Flores. But guess what happened? After a few games, he got it turned around. And with the little talent he had, 
he got a lot of respect from coaches around the league and just execs and, and players around the league because of the job he did last All season. All right, Ronnie, yeah. The this, same way he did this year. All right. Listen, number one, I'm we're going to disagree, right? It, it, it's okay. I, we could disagree. Number two. But you, we, we, you, you, you understand where I'm coming from. I, you know, I really don't. You do. You I really, do. I really, you do. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, so. You do. All right. <laughs> so number number two, Doug Peterson. And I'm gonna make my point, and we're gonna move on slightly because I kind of want to segue into something a little bit different. Um, number two, and my final reason why it's Doug Peterson. What's what's his resume, right? To me, it's all about. Uh, what I always say to people, right? Because I'm in a position of management right now, right? Leadership slash management, coaching and developing others. It's all about the cultural impact that you have, and it's all about production, okay? And those two things speaks about your resume. So if you want to keep your position, your position, your position, I said it right, <laughs> you, you know, you always got to have that productivity going on, right? Are you producing, and then are you changing? Are you impactive? Are you making di- a difference in people's lives right now? Okay? And I would say right now, your resume speaks for yourself. So I don't think people get hired or fired because of, you know, a game or two or mishaps and mistakes. I think people get hired and fired off of their resume and what have you done. Okay? So if you look at Doug Peterson's resume, how many times he made it to the playoffs? Out of the last five years, this guy made it to the playoffs, and I could be wrong because I'm not on the Henny, but I'm on something right now. <laughs> I believe we made it four years. Wait, how you pronounce it? Uh, Hataki? Habiki, <laughs> bro. Habiki. Yeah. Right, yeah. We own a, we we own, we, we, we own a <laughs> off the cuff. You know what I mean? But I want to say we made the playoffs four out of the last five years, Ronnie. Okay? That's, that's, that, I, I know it's somewhere between right. that. So that's facts. That's all. Let me, let me, let me. Cause y'all let you do your little soliloquy <laughs> over there. Let me do me. All right. You had your little soliloquy okay. where you went on your little rant. All, all right. right. All right. Ronnie was fired up. All I right. get it. It's his first time back in months. All right. All right. All right. I understand. Cool. 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 So, <laughs> so my man resume speaks for itself. Which is what I'm, my point is. Right. Four out of the last five seasons made it to the playoffs. Uh the last season, everybody said that team is dead to rights, but. Everybody's injured. You know that Offensive. really pisses me you, off. You're cutting me off. Right, you're cutting me off. I'm sorry. You're cutting me off. I'll finish I'm when you're done. You. I'm right, roasting you right now. I got something for you. I'm, go I'm, ahead. You know, I learned you right now. Okay. <laughs> okay? Right. So back to what I was saying. My guy, four out of five, the team was abysmal, was horrible, was horrific. Anything you can say about a team, we didn't have it last year. But guess what we did? We went on a winning streak. And we actually made it to the playoffs again, okay? The year before, uh, what we had, Nick, uh, quarterback went down. Nick Foles came in, went on a winning streak, and actually went on a streak in the playoffs, right? Got knocked off, okay? Cool. Went against the number one defense uh, team at the time, the Chicago Bears, and beat them. Uh, uh, you know, luckily they missed the field goal. The year before then, guess what we did? We won a Super Bowl, Ronnie. So you're trying to tell me this dude just came off and winning a Super Bowl, what, the last three or four years ago? And you want to fire him? His resume is impeccable. His resume is not to be messed with. His resume is in front of you. You want to change that, Ronnie? You're crazy. If I'm an exec and I'm thinking like an exec, I'm not firing this guy. You understand what I'm saying? So if he's tanking, that came from the hierarchies, okay? That came from the top down, all right? Trust me. If he tried to tank 
everybody know in that organization, except for, the, I mean, the people that need to know knew. You get what I'm trying to say? The players did not need to know because guess what? The players going to play. The players out there trying to ball. The players coming right. out there in the 16th game, in the 17th week, trying to win those bonuses at the end of the season. And then not only that, they're men, okay? They, they, they respect the game. They love the game. And they're going to go out there and, and do what they do. All right. Well, well, a round of applause from Mr. Doug Pedersen for – that was. If we're gonna do, we're gonna do it right. Don't, don't give him a real applause. I was that. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was one of the. Yeah, just one clap. Yeah, just one clap. All right. <laughs> so, so, um, first off, oh you, oh you, you, you want to challenge that? Yeah, I'm going I'm gonna to. Give you, I'm, I'm gonna give you a chance. Go ahead. All right. So I'm not sure if it's if there's much value in making it to the playoffs. When you play in the NFC East, oh man, that's trash. All right, now, this, then, now, and that's what I'm saying. That, that's what pisses me off is because I'm a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan, and we just won ten games and missed the playoffs. Meanwhile, we got a division winner in the NFC East, make it into the playoffs with seven wins. They're a better team. Break it down. Who's a better team? Break it down. The, the Washington football team is a better team than Miami Dolphins. You want me to break it down? I could break it down for you. Go ahead. The Washington football team has seven wins on the season. Correct. The Miami Dolphin has ten. Correct. Who has the better record, Jay? How many quarterbacks did the, uh, the, uh, the Washington football team Who has the better? It, 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 it does, in order to get into the playoffs, it's okay. about wins and losses. Can That's I, what I, football is about. So tell me, Dre, who has more wins? Dolphins. Okay, who has a better record, Dre? The Dolphins. Who's the better team? Washington. <laughs> that doesn't make the math. The math doesn't doesn't. Can I ask you questions? Out Can I there. ask you questions? Okay. Who has the better head coach? The Dolphins. No. Why not? What, you 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 really want to play that? Right oh, now? it's because Mr. Riviera had cancer. Is, it, <laughs> no. is that what it is? Because he beat cancer. Oh, Brenda, you going? You so got? What? Oh, you better he stop. He had cancer. What you better is stop. Is that lying? <laughs> no, you're right. Congratulations. You're right. He beat he beat cancer, and I Bro, respect this is him not, for this that. Is not, we're not here for charity. Okay, we're not giving people awards for little stuff or, so or what is big it? things. Okay, so what up, is it? Number one, Ron Rivera made it to the Super Bowl. He coached uh, MVP. Um, a player that nobody don't want to touch, but he was able to get the best out of him. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not. This just season, a, he's, he's not just a good coach. He's this, actually a great coach. This season, he's Brian Flores is, is a has been a great. Brian Flores is his coach of the year candidate. Correct. We're talking about one season, two seasons. His only two seasons. Like I said, so who has the better resume? Ronnie, answer the, the question. Ronnie, answer the question, Who has the please. better resume? Who has the better resume? What are, you, what are you talking about? Who has the better resume? And two, one play, one coach has a, a whole decade under his belt. The other has two seasons. Dre. So, so is it easy to have two good seasons or a whole decade decade of a great? No, season? let's not say he Which has a whole decade of. That's what you just said. No, let's <laughs> not say he had a whole decade of success. That's not true. Half of a decade. Then he had not success. Half of a, a decade. He had two, three good seasons in Carolina. All right, so we disagree. Cam Newton had an MVP season, and that's when Ron Rivera. Washington have got, a better better head coach. Who has the better quarterback? Dolphins have the better coach. The Dolphins have the better quarterbacks. Oh man, this is this dude is wilding out right now. <laughs> Why? What you gonna say? <laughs> Yo, Alex Smith is better because he he came back on one leg. 
So I'm just throwing out charity. I'm just giving people charity oh, right now, bro. Oh no, listen. Who has God. the better? Uh, who has the better uh, player on the on the field? What do you mean? Think about it. You offensive take your you take your offensive best offensive or defensive player and put it against Washington best offensive defensive. I would player. say Miami has the best defensive player on the field and uh-huh. offensively. What are you gonna say, Chase Young? Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the. Uh, the defensive player of the year candidate, Xavier Howard. That that that's nice. I like the guy. I think he should win defensive player of the year. Actually, he's the better. He's the better defensive player as of right now. Okay. I believe Chase Young is going to eventually surpass him. I think Chase Young is the better defensive player right now. Right no, now. and I think he he could put more of an imprint on the game or change no, the Xavier game. Xavier Howard has put his imprint on every game this season. I love the guy. I'm, I, he's I'm, had a I'm actually, I'm actually going to nicely bow out season. of this because I actually like him. And I and if I had so ever have concede. a vote, I would put yeah, I would, right, I would, I right, would, I win. There you go. I would no, no, on that I one, not, not that who has the better <laughs> team. I think Washington definitely have a better team. Okay, all right, let's let's uh let's uh let's go on to some other <laughs> stuff here. All right, all right. Can, let's, can I, can let's agree keep, to miss to disagree. No, for sure. Can we keep it on the Washington team though, real quick? All right, yo, go for it. All right, let's talk about your boy. Uh, which one? Dwayne Haskins. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Dwayne Haskins. You know I, what? Go ahead. I need to take a sip. I can't remember if they're the last Ohio State quarterback that was, like, really good. Like, legit. Yeah. And, you know, I never – I didn't – I wanted him to succeed. You did? I didn't I, because he's in my division. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted him to succeed, <laughs> but I called something this told one. me that he wouldn't be. I called this one. I said, nah, this kid is not it. So, would you say that – is it safe to, Is it safe to call him a – he's a bust. Uh, he went first round. He's a bus. Yeah, he's a bus. He went. Yeah, first this kid. Round. This kid. No is, this kid is not going to be nothing more than a backup. Backup. Maybe a backup, but I think bigger, he's going to bigger bus than uh, what's the dude's name from Oakland? What Russell? Yeah, Russell. Nah, man, that dude is the biggest bus. I mean, well, they both do stupid stuff, but nah, that dude was a uh, Demarcus Russell. Demarcus out of uh, LSU. I think it's Demarcus Russell. Jim Marcus, Jim Marcus Russell, yeah. Um, but yeah, out of LSU, that kid. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I mean, we were young, man. That was in that was in the mid, that was early 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. And that kid, um, I remember he balling out for LSU. Did he win the championship for LSU? Yeah, I believe so. Well, it was um, Saban, right? Yeah. So he had that. He had a big. Yeah, that was with Saban. Mm-hmm. Um, dude had a big arm. He had the size. Um. He looked more like a pocket passer than, you know, a dual threat. Like, most people like to put, you know what I mean, uh, you know, African-American quarterbacks in that in that type of uh, toolage. But, no, this dude was almost looking uh, prolific as any quarterback you can think of, but just, just couldn't stay off the, the drugs, the lean, and just kept messing up. But we're talking about Dwayne Haskins right now, and it seemed like he just can't keep keep out of the strip clubs. He can't get out of his own way. Basically, <laughs> uh, from what I hear, is it's not only it's not the syrup club is just fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Um, the problem, the real problem, is the preparation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take the job seriously enough to be a leader. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Um, I'm gonna throw something in there that you may not. Uh, you may have heard of it. I know you know uh, Booger McFarland. Yeah. Did you hear what he had to say about him? And the whole situation about black quarterbacks or like athletes, period. No. So, do you remember what you just said, Ronnie? What's that? Like what you just said about Dwayne Haskins about like he couldn't can't get his out of his own way, his preparation, yeah. and not taking it serious. Mm-hmm. 
So Booger says something, and I'm just paraphrasing, so please help me out right now. I'm on a hibiki off the cuff. Booger basically said that. I'm going like, to call it the hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Uh, Booger basically broke it down and said something like this. And I'm paraphrasing once again, so please, I apologize ahead of time. But he basically said that African-American player or players are not looking at the opportunity to be professional athletes as a business. They're looking at it as just a, like a game. Um, they're not looking at it as a job. They're looking at it as, as something just to do. You know what I mean? Something to pass time. And he really, like, went on, a, like, somewhat of a rant that pretty much, like, I'm not going to say buried <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, but, you know, called out all at, all African-American or colored, you know, um, athletes and basically broke it down and, and, and said that they need to, they need to, you know, start acting right. Like, this, you know, enough is enough. So I'm going to pass it over to you real quick just to see if if, if you heard that in, in a live moment, what's your first reaction to something like that? And just be honest. Right now, this is an honest platform. So you can say, yo, Booger is in the right, Booger's in the wrong. I just, I'm just i just curious to know what you – I had time to think about it, and I just want to hear what you have to say, though. Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it, and um, I can I agree. Um. I honestly think that it's deeper than that, though. Mm-hmm. I think that it's... Uh, I mean, I was just paraphrasing. You went deep, yeah. but go ahead. I think that, um, you know, for the average African-American athlete compared to uh, a white athlete, um, the majority of the time, an African athlete is coming from nothing. And as opposed to... You know, a white athlete, uh-huh. they, they usually have a little more guidance from whether it's, you know, a father that played in the league or or even just a father that knows the inner Education, workings. executive yeah. background. It just You're just talking about somebody that with a different lifestyle. Exactly. Background. So I think that, you know, an African-American athlete that comes from nothing, that comes from the hood, and, you know, they're – their main objective is to get to the league so they could take care of their family. And that's all the support they get is that their family just wants them to make it to the league so that, you know, they can make a little bit of money and, and take care of everybody. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to say something. I love you. I, I just, I just want to say that. I want you to continue because right now you, you yeah, I'm, you're preaching I'm, right now, I'm bro. Yeah, that I'm last one, I don't know what the hell you was at, but right now continue. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> I would say that, for the majority of African-American athletes, the NFL, NBA, whatever professional sport they're playing in is a destination mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, a majority of uh, white athletes that have been there before mm-hmm. or have people or in circles with people that have been there before that are already there. Mm-hmm. They understand that, okay, when I get there, I have to make the most of this opportunity to take it to the next level. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're not, their main, their, their main objective isn't monetary. Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's more about legacy or more about making sure that they can leave their imprint on the game or make it to, you know, whatever records or hall of fame, whatever, 
most of these black athletes, man, they just trying to make it there so they could take care of their family. One hundred percent. You know, and that's not just in, and that's not just in sports. That's in life. Man. No, one hundred percent. You know, and I just well, first of all, I just I just want to put you with one of those, bro, because you was preaching like 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 no no jokes, like just being real with you because we two African Americans, um, young men, and that we you know I I just had to just give you applause on that one because that. I couldn't say anything better. Um, I just would add a little bit to it just to elaborate on what you were just speaking on um, from my perspective. And I can I can tell you right away that I could have easily, you know what I mean, if I had a little bit more talent, <laughs> you know what I mean, mm-hmm. would have been in the same position where, you know, we look at it as um, definitely it's it's a game. It's a, kid, it's a kid's game, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's something that we grew up that – you know, wherever it was an uncle or a father or, you know, mom took us out or whatever our situation was that took us out and it was an outlet from whatever um, situation that's going on around us in our neighborhoods and our community. And it was just an outlet where we seen, you know, it made us smile and we seen that it made others smile and those others being, you know, our loved ones, mm-hmm. our moms, our sisters, our, our brothers, our dads. And it was just an outlet, and it was just more so in the place of a, for far as a passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think we took that, and we and it carried us through. You know, the ones that made it. You know, through the high school, through you know the the college ranks. And I think that the, the majority, not all, uh, African, you know, uh, uh, athletes of color looked at it as once they got drafted that they made it. No matter if they went first round, second round, third round, I look. I think they believe that oh, they made it. Whereas the the, the white athletes look at it, or the one, or I would say the athletes that are more um, that have come more from come from more privileged privileged background. Yes, they look at it more as okay, this is an opportunity for me to you know now start building on this generational wealth. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. it's just a different mindset, mindset, different perspective, and it, it it's exactly what you said. It's the circle that's around them, you know, even if it came from their own home or someone they know, someone coached them up and put them on the the economical uh, gains or game. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like the whole just just the language, the lingo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On what it means to be in the position that you are in yeah. and the power that you are in. I think these guys are just looking at and I heard Brandon Marshall say, bro, we just when we make it to the league, we're trying to get moms out of the you know, the the motels and the and, and the hood and the projects. Yeah. And and all we thinking about is did we did we, you know, instead of fifteen uh steps, plant your foot into the ground, did we do twelve steps? And we just trying to come out as hard as possible. Cause mm-hmm. we, we work hard, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's not taking it as, yo, this is my job mm-hmm. and this is what it means. I'm just an asset or I'm a liability. Whatever the case may be, they don't know the difference and they don't know what it means to really work on that. They work on a craft, but they don't work on that, that the, the, the communication skills, the verbal skills, the, the skills to actually um, pol- uh, politic their way through the game. You yeah. know what I mean? You get, what, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it takes a lot more than just talent. And, and and I know it comes with age, and it comes with you know sometimes. And, and I hope in Dwayne Haskins, just to try to go full circle with this, I hope the young man actually see that you know and learn from this mistake. Because I don't, I'm joking, and I know, yeah, he's in the division or was in the same division as my Eagles, and I was like, 
I hate to say it, like hoping that he doesn't pan out to be, you know, like the next, you know, best thing ever, you know, came out like since yeah. sliced bread. But you get my point. I don't wish bad. I know that's the the way the man, uh, and I'm just a fanatic, obviously, you know, a fan. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that's a way and the means of him feeding his family. But just hearing stuff, I know we laugh about it. We joke about it. You know, him being in a strip club, him being just uh, making just, I hate to say it, just stupid mistakes. You know what I mean? A lot of people talk about Ron Rivera just, you know, just took his last, um, uh, treatment when you know beating cancer and you know talking about somebody that's um you know really in high risk when it comes to COVID. COVID is a real thing and COVID is going to forever be part of our uh, society. Where if, you know for those you know that 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 opts in or opt out to to um to take the vaccine. If you opt in, okay, cool. But you opt out, um you know that's cool too. But you got to understand, you have to accept. COVID-19 yeah. is not going away. You're going to either yeah. contract it. You're going to either, you know what I mean? But you're just going to have to continue being aware of it. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So in your in your workspace, for him to do that, I know he's still young, but it's like they come in this game with, you know, different mindset for someone with, with privilege, and that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or someone that has a circle around him that's preaching, that's teaching them, that's teaching them the lingo, the economics, and the business of what's going on. Do you understand what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. So hopefully, Dwayne Haskins get a second shot. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him in Washington. Um, but this is a learning opportunity. Definitely, that's one. That's how I look at it. Yeah, this is an opportunity for growth. You know, um, everything happens. I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason, and this might be what he needs for to you know get. That kick in the pants and make mm-hmm. him, you know, realize the opportunity he has, and because it, it, it's not, it's not, you know, it'll be a different story if it was just like he just wasn't good enough. Right. That's not it. He's not prepared, right? And that's on him. You know, I, you could you could probably put it on the coaching staff too for throwing him out there, knowing because I I would imagine that the coaching staff understood that he wasn't. But that's ready. what that's what keep on like, like is it. Like, that's why I ask myself. Like, I know they have seminars. I, I, I know it for a fact. Because I remember seeing, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the head coach at uh, Arizona State right now. Uh, Tom. Uh-uh. Right? No. Yeah, yeah. Tom, uh, no, not Tom. Ed, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I forget. Herman, bro. Herman. Yeah. Coach Herman. Coach Herman. Thank, yeah. thank you. We Ed know Herman is there. No, I think no. I feel like it's Ed. Somewhere, right? no. yeah. Well, anyways, Coach Herman. I know what right? you're talking about. You play the game to win. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Coach Herman, basically, I know he has seminars, um, you know, to help our rookies, to help out, you know, um, you know, just help out, you know, new incoming uh, athletes for for the NFL, as far as having seminars on what to do, do not press send. Think think about it before you hit send. He was mm-hmm. talking about Twitter at the time was very popping. You know, what I mean, a lot of people just tweeting out some crazy stuff. So he, you know, I know there's seminars, but that's only compacted into what hour, two hours. But I'm talking about really have a program that's there to really mentor and teach. I don't I I, I get it. The NFL probably have a lot of different things like Herm I, Edwards. Herm Edwards. God jeez, yeah. I can't believe we got that's yeah. the Hibiki, bro. Bro, there. that's <laughs> the Hibiki. You said Ed for a minute too and yeah. I thought it was Ed. I had but, it backwards. Ed Herman, <laughs> Herm Edwards. Nah, Herm yeah. Edwards. Um but you get what I'm saying? Like it got to be something where it's like 
mandatory. Not just not just something that's like voluntary. Hey, hey, we have something in place for them. They just have to call this one eight hundred number. No, I'm talking about really say, hey, no, uh, for your first two three years, you know, what I mean, I might draw up a program for them. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They need to have something that actually helps the the upcoming new rookie sophomore year athletes that literally least for the first two to four seasons they have to attend this you know on a regular basis where they touch and base and everybody checking in on them and 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 people making sure where they mental and like 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 Mashawn Lynch said you know your mentals and your chickens right you know what I'm saying like just to make sure like everything around you like hey this is an opportunity for you to get you know mentally to get something off your shoulders where you want to talk about you know, the people that are hitting you up, the sister, baby, auntie Tracy's that saying, hey, you remember me when I changed your diaper once? Yeah. Where's my million? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what J. Cole said, uh, yo, uh, yeah, I told you when I made it, I got you, right? You know how much I owe you? And he was like, da 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 da. He was like, what? Huh? Da 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 da. Huh? Half? What? Half? You, 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 you know what I mean? Like, what you mean, half? Yeah. Unk? Like, what are you talking about, unk? Like, I told you, I got you, but damn, half? Yeah, half. half my time. <laughs> unk has asked for half for the thing, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't mean to get off, but you get my point. Yeah, I got you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm surprised the NFL don't have that. And, and, and the fact that it's not mandatory, because they have everything else that's mandatory. I mean, in the midst of a pandemic, it's mandatory to take these tests. In the midst of a pandemic, is 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 you know, it's... It's mandatory for you not to see certain loved ones, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. outside of your household. And so why can't be mandatory for them just to show up once a month or, you know what I mean, every two weeks, whatever the case may be, to a seminar or to a calling, a Zoom calling. That's all it really takes yeah. for someone that's on the other end that's like, yo, I've been there, I've done that. And I'm telling you how to get through it and to navigate the way of the life of the NFL. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> Should they care? Meaning the execs, the owners? Yes. They're investing in it. That's your investment. It's an asset. It's an asset, bro. So you're a businessman mm-hmm. running. If you invest, no matter like what, what it is, no matter what color or background it is, if you put money in it and say, yo, I'm I'm writing the checks. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm writing the checks right now. Not um, until you until I get my return, I'm not done with that. So why not make sure you put all your assets and making sure that situation pin out right for you? Yeah, it just seemed like a win-win on both sides, and it's more I mean, success stories. I mean, um, yeah, uh, I know we're getting deep on this Dwayne episode. Ha- yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is, is an asset until he's a liability, and that's and only he because did. he's not producing. Yes, and notice he didn't get cut after you know the reports of him being at the strip club during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Correct. He got cut after. That happened, and then he went out there on the field and threw, like, three interceptions. Correct. And, you know, basically got benched during the game. Yep, because they was like, yeah, we seen enough. Yeah, because he was obviously not prepared. Mm-hmm. And as the quarterback, especially for that position, you're the CEO of the team. You're the face of the team. You represent that team. So if you – when people think of the Washington football team, they think of Dwayne Haskins. And then you're out here going to the strip club oh my in goodness. the middle of the pandemic while your teammates are at home, uh, you know, social distancing or quarantining, making sure they do everything they could and for the betterment of the team. And mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the leader of the team, and mm-hmm. you, you out here doing that. And not only are you out here doing that, but you go out 
onto the field and put and put on a performance like you do, you know, like oh. I don't blame the Washington football team. I don't, for I don't blame ties him. I because don't blame at him. that point he's no longer an asset. One hundred percent, the liability him. to the club. One hundred percent, bro. So, um, so yeah. With that being said, hopefully Dwayne Haskins, he he, I respect him because he came out and he took full ownership took full responsibility of everything, and he said that he will learn from this and he will be back. And I hope and pray that is the case because he's a young man with some talent and, you know, given the right guidance, I think he'll have a bright future. No, no, for sure, man. Put a pin in that, though. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to touch on? I mean, it's up to you. Um, I'm like, I mean, I can keep like, you know, I'm home, so yeah, yeah. Me, I, I know, I, I know, uh, I probably said it's not professional me to jump in on a podcast like that. No, nah, you good, man. Uh, so we, <laughs> so we we haven't talked about any playoffs. No, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I was like, I'm looking at time, but I'm like, to me, I'm good. You, you gotta let me know. All right, let's just let's make it <laughs> let's make it quick then. Yeah, that's you. That's you. You want to make it quick? Make it quick. Um, who you got? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even know the damn game. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, who you got in the Super Bowl? Well, I'm sticking with my picks because both my Super Bowl picks are still in the running. And who are they? That is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, I don't even remember who my picks were. That's a damn shame. But I feel like you said the Dolphins and like no, nah, I did not say the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say the Dolphins. That's for damn sure. All right, y'all hear the Dolphins fans, right? Yeah, y'all hear him. He's not backing your guys up. I don't know why he didn't pick. Not nah, the Super Bowl. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, my Dolphins. They let's talk, can we talk about that? Real yeah, quick? let's talk about the Dolphins. Like, what quick. the hell happened, Ronnie? Like, oh, okay. So hold on. Let me let me let me help you out here a little bit. So, born and raised here in South Florida myself, I'm. And I think I, I text you this before. I said, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like legit or low-key undercover like Dolphin fan. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's close to home. I've been to the Dolphin Stadiums more than any other stadium. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got family in Miami. I have an uncle that has the Dolphin tattoo. I mean, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying? I have the recipe to be a Dolphins fan. The only reason why I'm not a Dolphin fan is because my pops, right? My pops, mm-hmm. you know, was born in Miami, but... Raised in Philadelphia all the way up until his adolescence, right? Yeah. So he came back to Florida, met my mama. That's what happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. I came out, right? <laughs> so, but you get my point. You, yeah. you get me, right? So the whole thing is, like, I was rooting for you guys all season. Because, one, the Dolphins is a better team, I would say, than the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys uh, right now have the better coach, not on resume, but better coach. Yeah, it, was I, a, it was an exciting team. It was a fun team. The, the Dolphins is a fun team because they're young. And considering where they were mm-hmm. just a year ago um, and how far they've come, uh, you know, you it's hard not to root for them. For sure. Know? But, I mean, the future is bright for them. But I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm like, okay, the Dolphins are going to make this. I don't know why in my head. Maybe I had – maybe you're going to – and I'm going to let you speak. Um, Maybe I was just too optimistic or maybe, you know, you're like, you know, Dre, you had the right temp- temperature on us. Like, the Dolphins are, are hot. They are legit. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I said, I don't care how many – I was like, oh, they lost this game. They lost that game. Oh, this game was close. The Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I kept saying that every week, right? I, I mean, I w- and I was shocked that it came to the last game. And for them 
I didn't watch the whole game. Did you? I'm sure you watched it. Yeah. What can you please help me out and and and, and break it down? Did you feel like your team showed up but did not show up for that game, or just wasn't the better team that day? Or I mean, like wasn't a better team? I'm, I'm I hate to say that day because if that day that mean they didn't show up. Like they just wasn't a better team. They was out coach. Please tell me about that game. All right, so it starts before the game, right? So the Dolphins, we control our own destiny. We win, we're in. But um, as a Dolphins fan, and I was very hopeful that we would make the playoffs, I I knew it was, we weren't a shoe win because mm. of the, I believe it was four teams that we were tied with in the AFC. I mean, you're not a shoe win because the, the Bills is winning the, the AFC East. Yeah, but um, it you was get the Dolphins. Saying, I get that. It was the Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts, the, the Cleveland Browns, and um, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland. Yeah, they're in now because y'all lost. Yeah, go ahead. The Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, and um, one of three of those teams were going to make the playoffs. That would the, I mean, now that you break it down, I'm gonna let you continue. I'm sorry that mm-hmm. that sounds tough. Yeah, and and the. Because I don't the think Dol- y'all the better teams out of those people you just named. No, we, we were. We, I'm not going to say the better. We were, I'm talking about we, the teams you just named. Baltimore, team, Cleveland. The teams and that the we Dolphins? just named, we, we were possibly the better better team. No, we, probably not, could, we possibly could have been the better team. The problem was, was the opponents. Let, check me out. On your best day, you're better than Baltimore on their best day. On our best day, yeah. Because on our best day, I'm sorry, our almost is, cursed. You, you're lying. On, no, okay. on our best day, is, you're lying. I would I, I would have respect that if you would have said it maybe about the Cleveland, but on our best day, our defense is playing lights out. No, uh, yeah, yeah, right. The reason uh, the reason I was skeptical is because uh, the Indianapolis Colts were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Cleveland Browns. But I, if you win, you win. Because I remember, I remember the week before, week sixteen. Um, who lost? Somebody lost, and it was like, oh, no, you guys won. It was like, okay, this team lose, and the Dolphins win, they end. But if Dolphins win out, they end. So you guys, were, since week 16, was in hold of your destiny. You, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Basically, somebody lost. I forgot who lost. But it was like, if the Dolphins, if this team lose, and they end up losing, the Dolphins win week 16, and the Dolphins wins week 17, they're in. So let me tell you. Um, you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but of those four teams, the Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 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 Browns they play. Did you hear what I just said, don't really. I get what you're saying, Dre. But let me finish saying what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> there was four teams, and three of those four teams were going to make the playoffs. Now, Correct. in Week 17, the Indianapolis Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Correct. It's easy matchup. The Baltimore Ravens play the Cincinnati Bengals. My whole point is that none of that yeah. matters as long as you win. Yeah, but you get what I'm the saying. The Miami Dolphins were playing the B- Buffalo Bills, the number two team in the in, in the goddamn NFL, <laughs> and they started their players. Yeah, for some reason, I don't understand. <laughs> I was I was under the impression that they had nothing to play for. <laughs> they didn't but, have nothing. To play exactly, for. but for some reason, they rolled out <laughs> Stephon Diggs and Josh bro, Allen Stephon and all Diggs the same. Got, bro, he was flossing his teeth in the middle of the gate. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it, man. Um, that dude was flossing. The his Buffalo teeth. Bills is a very good football team, Dre. <laughs> All right, 
And that was the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. That yo, was the deciding out, factor. Shout out to the Buffalo fans. Yo, they, they got some real fans. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and they made sure they circled the wagon on week 17 for some, for some apparent what reason. What the hell was they doing, Renny? So Can I you was, imagine if like Josh Allen got hurt? I, it should have happened. <laughs> It should have teach him a, a lesson. I don't know what the hell they were playing for. Go ahead, Randy. I'm sorry, but, bro. I'm messing you all up. But uh, yeah, my Miami Dolphins didn't make it. But I'm not upset. You know, I, I'm I'm not. So, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed. But so they ran into a better team. Yeah, they ran into a better team. That's all it was. And then the teams that they needed to lose <laughs> just happened to have the, the easiest matchups in the world outside oh. the Cleveland Browns. Well, the Cleveland Browns play the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I, I think as the last month or, or so, the, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not. They're not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Shout out to Dustin. Um, yeah, now nah, the Pittsburgh. I've been calling this. Whew, I've been calling the Pittsburgh Steelers a fluke. Now, nah, don't get me wrong. They're a good team. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. They hit uh, a recipe for disaster, and that is um, they're not going into the, the postseason healthy. Um, they're not going into the postseason with a Who's running hurt? game. Uh, bro, they got a lot of good defensive players that are hurt. You got uh, uh, Dupree, you know, one of their pass rushers oh, yeah. on there. He, went he was he went down. It was a couple of players on their defensive side that was you know very. They significant. lost their that the what was it the uh, Bush. The yeah, th- that's another one. Yeah, that's what I'm telling yeah. you. They lost a lot of players, bro. Where you like okay, they was peaking and then they because they was undefeated. It was the last undefeated team. And then it was just like, okay, quarterback play, how long is it going to stay up? Okay, running back play, you know, you got Connor. I never – I like the guy. I'm I, I, I'm a fan, like, you know, somewhat, you know, like I, I got to stop using the word fan too much. But you get my point. I mean, I like him. I think he's he's a, he's a complimentary running back. But at the same time, um, Buddy is injury prone. And I, I'm going to say it again, the best ability is availability. You want me to – no, you get it. Okay, damn, you wilding now. Um, <laughs> I had yeah. to get, I got to get something off that bite right there. But yeah, um, that's the hibiki. What we talking about, guys? Um, so, <laughs> so, um, but you get my point. You get what yeah. I'm saying. And I, and I'm telling you, Rennie, I didn't say it to you because you, you know, we haven't been in the space to talk about sports the way we doing right now. But every time I see Dustin, I'm like, yo, Dustin, um, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it. I don't see that same team. And week five, week six, week seven, I don't see it. I really don't see it. And, you know, forgive me if they had a bye week in between one of those weeks I just said. But you get my point. Yeah. I don't see it. I really don't. And I said, I don't I don't trust the running back. Because I, I said, every game I see them winning, well, they, didn't win, they didn't win because of the running game. And no, there's two things you got to carry. It's two, it's two things you got to carry on the road and in the playoffs. Defense and the running game. Exactly. You said the recipe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm being real with you. Like, like think about it. The Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl without a quarterback. I mean, how many times you could say that? Because why? They had one of the all-time greats, not the all-time great, but one of the all-time greats defense, and they had a stud in Jamal Lewis. Without a quarterback, you say? Without a quarterback. I mean, come um, on, bro. I mean, and, and, Well, it's the same thing. You could say that about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. They didn't. Who was Trent all, Dilfer? Yeah, Trent Dilfer. No, Trent Dilfer was with. Um, I'm thinking of Randy Johnson or something. Who was was there, Randy who was Johnson won the Super Bowl that year? Who was that? Who, who was, was the Bucs? That's how bad it yeah. was. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You get my point. Yeah. It was so bad we don't remember who was the winning quarterback yeah. of that Super Bowl. But you remember that defensive lineup. Warren Sapp. Yeah, Warren Sapp. And you had. Uh, Brooks. Yeah, and, Adon- like and Adonde Bar. Bro, you know what yeah. I mean. You know what I mean. You have all them boys. You have um Lynch, yeah, Lynch yeah. at safety, bro. Come on, bro. 
You had Simeon Rice. You had Simeon Rice. Come on, yeah. it, the list goes on. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was like it was like okay, you got a defense, and who was the running back? You know what I mean? You could say the same thing for the uh, Denver Broncos when you had Noodle Arm Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was not pulling it off. They had a defense, a great defensive end, and a decent running game that was a uh, that was a complimentary piece to the quarterback. Yeah. And that's what. And I kept, and I'm telling you, Rennie, I said it. Before they started, I think I might have, I, I could be lying. I might have said it after their first loss or maybe a week or two before their first loss. I was like, I, I had to say it before their first loss. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. You guys are winning without a running game. I don't like it. Yeah. Next thing you know, defensive players started dropping. Defensive players started dropping, and then it was like, okay, now you don't have that defense that's that's kind of patching up those 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 holes. You know yeah. what I mean? Those uh deficits or those uh those those errors or those, you know, things mm. that's causing you guys problems or causing any other team problems, but your, your defense is so great. Because yeah. Fitzpatrick is a stud. I'm sorry to say that. I know you're a Dolphin fan. And, oh, but, nah, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think it worked out both ways. Yeah, it did. It worked out both ways yeah. as far as scheme for him and as far as, like, picks for you guys. Yeah. Look at this. How the hell the Dolphins <laughs> – Finesse. Has the number. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Hey, if you guys can see this guy's face right now, he got the pearly white showing. His smile is going from ear to ear. It's 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 it's, it's disgusting. Finesse. It's disgusting. I'm telling you right now, it's almost like a Bill Belichick type of move in the, in, in the draft. I don't know really? how the hell they did it, but yes. Yeah. I, and and that's and that that leads me back to my point is like all right about the Dolphins missing the playoffs like. I understand. You know, we we're good. We're up and we're ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, I, we're, we're I agree. Yeah, we're ahead of schedule. We're, I hope we look like that in number like after our rebuild. Yeah, we're gonna have a rebuild next year, but the year I, I hope we can bounce back like the Dolphins. Yeah, that's the blueprint. Exactly to be on the just like on the on the cuff of the playoffs, the ten win season. We're way ahead of schedule. Flores best better win the uh, coach of the year. Right. Yeah, but Flores is, is a wonderful coach. The way that he, and just the way that he 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 manages the game, like people oh people God. who don't understand football are like, oh, he benched Tua for for Fitzpatrick. No, it's almost as if he's like a baseball manager where he's relieving the the pitcher. And, and, and to be know. honest with you, bro, and, and one of the number one things you can respect with him, and I get it. I know we started a whole sports segment with the uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles. And how we benching and you know moving things around over there, but this guy literally knows the temperament of his team, mm-hmm. of the game, the situation, the time on the clock, and he's saying, you know what, my quarterback might have put up ten points, you know, drove us down the field in the first quarter, but he ain't done anything the last three. Yep. And he goes in his bag. He said, you know what, I got a veteran quarterback that knows he ain't got nothing to lose with a Harvard degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to go out here balls to the wall. Exactly. No pun intended. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just straight up just and just and get the job done. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I can't be too salty, Dre, that we missed the playoffs because, you know, it was a 10-win season. You guys have a great future. And we got the 18th pick and the number three pick. Can I, can I throw some salt over there a little bit? Go ahead. Well, maybe it's not no salt. It's just a little... I'm just playing with you right just now, okay? Just a little okay? sodium. <laughs> just a little sodium. The Dolphins have the number... Number three. Number three pick. The number one pick is... Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. You, you can book it right now, right? Mm-hmm. They, can, they, can, they, they don't need to wait to April, right? Jacksonville yeah. don't need to wait to April. 
Mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Follow me on this one. I'm hearing the number two pick is the Jets. I'm hearing the Jets are evaluating the rest of the quarterbacks. I don't. Obviously, I'm just hearing. I'm just someone in the in the confines of my home and my man cave. I'm hearing the Jets has the, have the number two pick. That's facts. And the Jets are evaluating the potential quarterbacks after Trevor Lawrence and looking at them and saying, Sam Donald is better than any other prospect. We're not going to pick a quarterback. Follow me on this, Ronnie. If the if <laughs> if Justin Fields was to fall to the Miami Dolphins, do the Miami Dolphins entertain selecting Justin Fields? No. You said I, that too I, quick, but I, go ahead. I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to because I believe in Tua. I believe Tua showed a lot of promise for uh, a, a player that is come that is a year removed. I mean, injury remember prone. they're saying he is injury prone. He was he stayed healthy throughout the season. He stayed healthy throughout the season, and he was a, he, he was, showed he he was he was one time I looked up and I'm like, why is Tua not in the game? And that wasn't because they just pulled him because of Fitzmagic. Uh, Magic, no, he, he was pulled, hurt. They, no, they no, I know exactly what game you're talking about. They pulled him because he was get, he got hit seven times in the, in in a quarter. That's <laughs> okay. why they pulled. Him. Okay, gonna, uh, and that's that's a testament to Brian Flores' coaching. He's not going to sit there and watch his rookie quarterback that's coming off of. Uh, a broken face and, and, and broken and broken <laughs> yeah. hip. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. sit there and get beat up because our offensive line was playing so poorly. Uh, okay, you know, okay, that's what that was. I believe that we're gonna go. We're gonna pick an offensive lineman in the first round. I don't know if it's gonna be number three. I don't know if it's gonna be number eighteen. I, I believe in Tua because Tua showed a lot of promise for a quarterback that is a year removed from such a devastating injury. And I don't know if you noticed, he he started to look better as far as health wise as the season progressed. But he was he wasn't a hundred percent this season this year. Listen, he he clearly wasn't a hundred percent. But did you go ahead watching him play? Do you see that arm talent? Do you see the accuracy on those passes? Let like, me jump back in. Do you Let see how that? <laughs> do you see how the ball looks when he throws it? I'm That's, gonna tell you right now. Mm-hmm. I just throw it out there just to see what you you know. Temperament of a of a dolphin fan. What the hell are you about to say? I'm a tour fan, bro. Mm-hmm. I believe he's he's uh, uh, close. I'm not gonna say he's a shoe in, lock in, but I'm gonna say I believe he's when fully healthy and fully underneath uh, his you know offensive coordinator and team and playbook. I I believe, and I I don't I, I mean. Maybe you're going to rip me on this, but I think he's a better version of uh, Colin Murray. You know what I mean? I, I, I think the potential is to be better than Colin Murray. Um, that's my view of Tua. Now, it, you know, I know the injury could hold him back a year or two or for the rest of his career, and he maybe never reached the level of a Colin Murray because I think Colin Murray is a stud. And I will say this, I was not a big Colin Murray fan. Right, I was like, yeah, that's not gonna work. Not saying because of his size, not saying because you know, I mean, his weight or his height, none of that. I was just like, yeah, no, he's so used to that that college. Because you remember when certain college quarterbacks was like coming out of Oregon and they never took a snap on the center, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's not gonna work. 
You get what I'm saying? Colin Murray was like from that quilt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, I, I don't see it. This guy don't know how to do uh, uh, a three step drop or a five step drop or four, whatever the case may be for quarter. I've never was quarterback, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and go through his progression and see the field like how Aaron Rodgers or uh, Patrick Mahomes see a field. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that in Kyler Murray, but I just, some whatever reason, I see it in Tua. Well, at least in college, because I know they ran a prolific um, uh, or a prototype of offense with, with Nick Saban. Nick Saban loved to run. He don't care about that hurry-up offense. He's like, nah, I'm going to run you to death. And I'm going to have a quarterback that's a field general. That's a split image of me on the field. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I believe in Tua. I believe Tua uh, is not out coach. A lot of players coming into the uh, the college ranks have been overcoached. Not, not out coach. Overcoached. And then when they get the, to the NFL, they just like, what the hell happened? Oh, they would, they, they thought like, okay, they, they was in the best situation and, it, and they don't need to take their game to another level. Wrong. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think Tua, and just, just some reason when I hear his interviews, when I see the young man speak um, about his uh, values, his morals, his, you know, and just how he moved and what it means to him and his last name and his pride, he don't seem like somebody that's just doing it for a check. Yeah. And to me, that speaks volumes. Like if I was sitting down and interviewing someone, you could say, oh, this person is actually a better candidate for the job because of their resume or whatever their situation is. But some reason, whatever you speak to Tua, he just give you the right answers. That's like, yo, he's a perfect fit for us. And I think that's why that's how big I think of Tua. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. He's, he's a dolphin, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I love him. I love the guy. Um, I think that, you know, the Dolphins don't pick up a quarterback in the draft. You bring Tua back. You bring Ryan Fitzpatrick back because if Ryan Fitzpatrick does so much for Tua. Do you think Ryan want to come back? Because I think Ryan think he's the first. He's a, he's he's the first string quarterback. Um, I think he if thinks. he gets an opportunity. I didn't say he is. I think I say I think yeah, he I, is. Yeah, I think. But he sometimes that the best too. opportunity could be backing up somebody that yeah. You know, has a history of injury. I think. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's offered a position, a starting job in the, in, in the league, he need a pay increase. Whatever yeah. they pay him, I don't know if he's the highest paid backup quarterback, but he to me he's the best backup quarterback in the league right yeah. now. Yeah, I think maybe gets, Andy Dalton. Nah, I wouldn't even consider Andy Dalton. You messed up, bro. I, I like Andy Dalton. I like Andy Dalton too, but like I I'm thought about backup. Yeah. Running, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, you're right. all right. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm saying, though, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets an uh, offer a starting job, then he needs to go and take it. But Where the hell he's going to start and drop? That's what I'm saying. Like, if he does, if by yeah, miraculously some, some like, the, I don't know, the Jets maybe. How many more years know. do you have on this contract? Um, I think he, I think, I don't know. If he's finished, he's gone. But mm-hmm. but this is what I would say. I'm gonna say it like this: If he finishes, I think he's gone. Only because, well, I can't speak on a relationship because I think Flores is good enough to kind of mend up whatever wounds they had. You know what I'm saying? When he benched him in the midst of being like five and one or whatever the hell he benched, you know that kind of. Yeah. I think they was undefeated when they benched him, right? Well, he's um. No, we weren't undefeated. Okay, I think they was like five we, and one or four and one. No, we were five hundred. We started the season. Ain't no way hell. Dre, we started the season 
like zero and three. Oh, you lost the first three games. Yeah, we started the we started the season zero and three, and then we that. went on. People made a you big would know deal. it better than me though. So I people made a big deal about him him being benched because we went three and three games straight. Oh, I thought I thought you guys was like undefeated and like nah. and then lost one game. That's what was so freaking insane. It was like, why are people making a big deal? We're five hundred. This is exactly <laughs> what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. You know, what I mean? like, no, you know, no, seriously, yeah. like he's good to win you three or four games in a season. Exactly. Like he's the he's the perfect like he's just like uh, Nick Foles. Like they said, the the Bears did the wrong thing by starting Nick Foles so early. No, they should let 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 new boy um <laughs> uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Trubisky yeah. do his thing. You know, find his way, get into somewhat of a playoff groove, and then put in uh, Nick Foles. But anyways, um, yeah. anything you want to hit on before we um anything else? Um, no. Uh, you want to do picks real quick or no? I mean, we ain't got to do picks of the games. I'm talking about. I know you asked me about my Super Bowl picks. I know oh, yeah. you don't remember yours, but you want to um, you want to look at it and see who you think is going to because the playoff starts. Yeah, uh, and then Kansas, we can do the, we can do the. Um, I got Kansas City in the play in the Super Bowl, and um, what Green Bay? Um, That's predictable. Actually, I would say Green Bay, unless the New Orleans Saints are. Nah, healthy. bro, you don't take. We got to pick. You got to pick who who you think is going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City versus New Orleans Saints. That's a horrible pick, but anyways, um, I'm a, I'm a. You said Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like Tampa Bay over, even though the Saints beat them. I like Tampa Bay over them. That's a horrible pick, Drake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like you, you remember when I asked you the Dolphins uh, on a best day versus the damn um, uh, Ravens. Baltimore Ravens and, and and the Cleveland Browns? If you tell me Tampa Bay on a best day and a ultimate tell me best, the Saints on their best day, yeah. Wow! All right, that, that's that's our <laughs> cue to get off the, get off the yeah. air. <laughs> so who you? All right, then pick your Super Bowl winner. Kansas City, man. Kansas City here as well. I don't think that was your pick beginning of the season, but yeah, it is now, Joe. <laughs> uh, what about your college pick? College Alabama, football. Ohio State. That's on Monday night. Alabama, Alabama road tie. Yeah, it's not even fair. Yeah, it's it's, it's really not, bro. So. I mean, that's that. Anything else you want to add on before we phase on out? Uh, that's it, man. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry it took us so long to get back in the lab, but we will get back in here when we can. Y'all just hold on tight, and when we do, it will be profound. No, for sure. And that's a shot of sports. I'm Dre. And this is Ronnie. And we're out. <laughs>